Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Jason Dedeker, here we are. It's another week in Drunk Bible Study land. How are you all doing today? Dedeker, why don't you go first? Oh, I guess I'm pretty good. It's been a rough lockdown situation down here in Australia. I do appreciate that Nick and the chat is here, standing in solidarity, also in mm. Australia. It's this Bible study is getting me through. Indeed. It's one of the few things getting me through. Yeah. That and like overly elaborate cooking projects is what's been the real mm. fuel in my gas tank these days. <laughs> that sounds great. Love it. Oh my goodness. How about you, Jace? You good? Oh uh, boy. It- yes. I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm transitioning jobs and tomorrow is my last mm-hmm. day at my current job. So it's been a hectic time. But also finding solace in in the Bible here here at Bible study today. Yes, my voice teacher actually earlier was talking about some biblical stuff, but it was New oh. Testament stuff. Oh, dang! And I was like, I haven't gotten there yet, so I don't know anything that you're talking about. But it happened. It was the resurrection and like who saw the resurrection, mm. and then what was said when that happened. My my, something ar- along those lines. And I don't know if she's right or not. She's like, I haven't actually read it, so that yeah. is some spoilers, though. I do love the idea that anytime someone mentions anything about Jesus, if you Emily could just be like, ah, spoiler, spoilers, please stop. <laughs> I don't know how it ends. Don't tell me. <laughs> I do know how it... Do do you? Well, I guess I don't because I don't know what... I don't know what Revelation said. I don't know what the, the last word in the Bible is. I bet you don't even know the full Jesus story. I bet there's a lot that you don't know that you don't know that you don't know. What's the full Jesus story? Spoilers. Yeah, how, like, how does the Jesus story end? Spoilers. I don't know. He he gets out of a cave and is like, rocket ship! And then goes <laughs> into the sky. <laughs> That's what I thought Okay, happened. not fully wrong. I'm not yeah, going to say go. completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, see, I do know. It's kind of. Anyway. Okay, um. Yeah, so last week, there was a not a prophecy, but a proclamation, rather, that there are no more Hebrew slaves. That's it. Like, slaves can't take or people of the Hebrew, Hebrews cannot take other Hebrew slaves, right? Correct. Other right. Hebrews as slaves. Right. Okay. And if cool. they have any Hebrew slaves, they had to let them go. Yeah, exactly. And they but, did it. And then like immediately after, we're like, actually, we'd like them back. And yes. Yahweh was super pissed about it. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As it, because everyone just loves to like do the opposite of what Yahweh wants. Yes. I get it. I, I understand why it makes him angry. He doesn't need to like kill everyone, but here we are. Um, and then what else happened? These, this isn't helpful. This bonus episode stuff isn't helpful. Uh, Well, the the Rechabites, the Rechabites, they were used as yet another object lesson because the fact that they, Mm, they listened to their father's 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 
father who said, don't drink any wine, no grape yes. products. And yes. uh, yeah, Baruch, uh, our nice little scribe played by Tom Holland. <gasps> yes. Was, was kind of salty. <laughs> he was like, the words came out of his mouth and I wrote them down with ink. That's how I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. loved it. He was good. Right. We're finally getting some like character development of Baruch, which is pretty great. <laughs> I know. I wonder how much he's going to show up like in the Bible after this or if that was kind of his one big scene. Like we needed Tom Holland for a week and then we're like, okay, on your way. I don't know. I don't know if Baruch's going to be a recurring character, but but who knows? Yeah. How much longer is this book? A lot Because we're at... That's the answer. A lot longer. Okay. What? A lot? Really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, here, let's do a quick how many chapters in Jeremiah? 52. We're on 37. So, okay, I mean, not we're, we're, a ton we're more. Over there. We're moving. We're over the moving and shaking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. We can yeah, do we're it. We're moving and shaking. We can do it. I believe in us. Yes. We're going to do it. We're definitely going to do it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to give you my weekly update on what The Rock has been up to. Oh, oh, please. Please do. Literally, my news feed now is every single day is some story about The Rock. Usually shit that I don't care about. <laughs> that's the dream. Usually shit I don't care about. I think about. that's The Rock's dream also. <laughs> the Rock's dream, yes. He wants you to know everything yeah, about the, him. The Amazing. hot thing right now is that a few days ago, this thing started blowing up on Twitter of this photo of a police officer somewhere who looks exactly like The Rock. Like people thought it was The Rock. Oh, and it's actually some man. random police officer somewhere in the US. I forget where. Oh. And then today, the headline was um, like pictures of The Rock with this police officer. Now he like met him after this blew up online and like took a picture together. And, you know, he's basically. They're long like, lost brothers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're long lost twinsies somehow. This is Amazing. I, I did Google police officer the rock and it is spooky. Yeah. How it is much uncanny. they look like each other. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Wow. But it's okay. pretty great. And the you know, the rock, of course, has been super sweet and fun about it and is, you know, took a picture and is like, you know, this guy's the real hero. And you know, he's just been a real cool, Aww. cool guy about it. So he seems like a nice man. That's or the real rock star, or I forget what the term was that he used, but but it's been real fun. Yeah. Cute. Amazing. Well, let's get to the important part, which is what are we drinking? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I made myself an oolong high, which is popular in Japan. Oh. It's pretty simple. It's just some oolong tea and uh, whiskey. Oh, there you go. And ice. And it's, is it it's, good? Oh yeah. Do you put like sweetener? No, I, mean, I guess you could, but okay. I kind of like it without the sweetener. So it's still got a little bit of that, you know, that bite from the whiskey, but it's still refreshing. Maybe, perhaps, mildly hydrating because it's mostly just tea. But <laughs> there you go. That's lovely. Yeah, and uh, I'm drinking just my Tricera Hops IPA again. But what's not important is mm. what I'm drinking, but what I'm drinking it out of. That's very small. Which, Dedeker, maybe you could tell a little more about <laughs> oh. this tiny, tiny glass that I'm <laughs> drinking out of today. It's very teeny. <laughs> my sister's been holding on to some glassware of my grandmother's that I inherited but had no home to put it in. And now that there's a place to put it in, she sent it to Jace. And Jace is like... These are the tiniest glasses I've seen in my life. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, they're they're drinking. They're water glasses. Like, it's fine. And then I realized, like, <laughs> I think the last memory I have of these glasses was when I was quite small. And so the glasses yeah. seemed quite normal size to me. 
<laughs> but now that you hold it up teeny. next to your face, I can see. <laughs> it's so teeny. You're very teeny tiny. Amazing. Oh, no. Yeah, like I could fit this whole glass in in my hand, like wrapping my fingers around it completely. <laughs> They're for little babies. Brady in the chat adorable. asked if my grandmother was a hummingbird, and she wasn't. She was a very small lady, though. Aww. Now that you mention it, she mm. was very petite. So maybe so it fits. It, it fits. Yeah, <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah. And what about you, Emily? What do you got going on? Yeah, I have a gimlet, which is one of my favorite drinks, but I muddled cucumber and mint into it. So it's just cucumber and mint muddled with agave um, and then also gin uh, and lime, fresh lime juice. Lovely. So yeah. it's quite excellent. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely one of my favorite drinks of all time. Nice. I like it very much. Yeah. Very aromatic. Yeah. All righty. What are we doing today? All right. You, you ready to do this? Yeah. Ready for this? All right, we're going to be continuing on with Jeremiah. We have three chapters today, 37, 38, and 39. And then we're going to be doing two Psalms, 51 and 52. We're going to continue on, see if Baruch makes any more appearances today. All right, if you want to read along with us, you can go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash read and type in Jeremiah 37-39. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, we're at Jeremiah 37. Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, reigned as king. Instead of Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, who Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, made king in the land of Judah. So this other guy is king, not the king that was supposed to be the king. Right. But this, this does imply that Nebuchadnezzar tried to make somebody else king? Yeah, I think so. So I'm reading in the message, and I think maybe the World English Bible is just really confusing us with its wording, but it is this person, King Zedekiah, mm -hmm. was the king put on the throne by Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. In the place of Coniah. Was now king in the place of Jehoiakim. Oh. Or Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim. I think the web just really spun a confusing web for us. <laughs> Of language. Indeed. But neither he nor his servants nor the people of the land did listen to the words of Yahweh, which he spoke by the prophet Jeremiah. Classic. Of course not. Yep. Yep. Zedekiah the king sent Jehu call. Jehu call. Who who call? Jehu call. Jehu call? Jehu call. Jehu call. Yeah. Jehu call. Okay. The son of Shelemiah and Zephaniah, the son of Messiah, the priest, to the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Pray now to Yahweh our God for us. Now, Jeremiah. <laughs> One sec. Yes. I just glanced over at the message. The thing they say to him is they go to Jeremiah the prophet saying, Pray for us. Pray hard. <laughs> oh no. Really? Oh no. Hard. So, really, so hard. Desperately really hard. Yeah. yeah. It's going really rough right now. <laughs> now Jeremiah came in and went out among the people, for they had not put him into prison. They hadn't? Oh, these guys didn't. Maybe this is a flashback to before? 
Yeah, I think this is a flashback. I think this is like, we're reminding you of what happened before he was put in prison. Okay. Oh, good. His prison-free days. Those heady days. Got it. Right. Pharaoh's army was come forth out of Egypt, and when the Chaldeans who were besieging Jerusalem heard news of them, they broke up from Jerusalem. They broke up with Jerusalem. I don't know. No, they didn't. (laughs) Just up from Then came the word of Yahweh to the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, Thus shall you tell the king of Judah, who sent you to me to inquire of me. Behold, Pharaoh's army, which has come forth to help you, shall return to Egypt into their own land. The Chaldeans shall come again and fight against this city, and they shall take it and burn it with fire. Goodness. (gasps) Oh, God. Um, awkward. Okay, so so he's just saying like the Egyptians are going to come, and, but they're going to peace out again. They're going to say like, mm, actually, never mind. We're not going to help you out after all. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And burn it with fire? No, then the Babylonians will burn it with fire. Got it. Cool. Neat. Thus says Yahweh, don't deceive yourselves, saying the Chaldeans shall surely depart from us, for they shall not depart. For though you had struck the whole army of the Chaldeans who fight against you, and there remained but wounded men among them, yes, would they rise up every man in his tent and burn this city with fire. They're really excited about burning this city down. Gosh, they seriously are. Is he saying all these wounded people would rise up and burn your city to the ground, even if you wounded them? I'm Uh, very, this is weird. I don't know. It happened that when the army of the Chaldeans was broken up from Jerusalem for fear of Pharaoh's army, then Jeremiah went forth out of Jerusalem to go into the land of Benjamin and to receive his portion there in the midst of the people. What's his portion? Like his portion of land? Usually when we've talked about portions in this book, it's been about land and holdings. Oh, I didn't know that he like had land. I thought he just like roamed the streets and asked for food from nice people. <laughs> well, no, let's remember he like bought, I don't know. He bought land he and had stuff, a, He right? had a complicated real estate transaction a few chapters ago. Did he? Yes. A few chapters ago? Yes, just a few. Yeah. A few episodes ago. Two episodes right. ago, I think. He, remember he bought land while he was in prison and it's like all the prison guards witnessed him signing that and he said, right, this is a sign that real estate market's going to go up eventually <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Buy now and, oh man, your return on investment, let me tell you, uh-huh. once we always restored us back to our land, it's going to be, whew. I'll take your word for it. Rich. Well, that's good. I'm glad that he thought like, you know what? I'm getting out of here someday. Mm-hmm. Getting yeah. out. Yeah. But wait a minute, wait a minute. So is this in the past or is this current? This is in the past still, I think. Yeah, because he's walking around. It's got to be in the past because he's in prison right now. Okay. He's still in prison. Okay. When he was in the gate of Benjamin, a captain of the guard was there, whose name was Ira. Like, Ira Glass? Well, wait, I, no, I didn't say that right. Ira, uh, crap, will you help me, please? Irija? Irija? Irija. Irija. That's very different from Ira, Emily. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't see the J initially, or I thought it was silent. <laughs> I see, Iria. Iria. Iria, the son of Shelemiah the son of Hananiah, and he laid hold on Jeremiah the prophet, saying, you are falling away from the Chaldeans. Is that what he means? Like, by laid hold, like, grabbed him? Yeah, he grabbed him. Yeah. And yeah, the message is clarifying, means, like, you're, he thinks he's deserting. Like, he's trying mm-hmm. to run away. Okay, okay. Then said Jeremiah, it is false. I am not falling away to the Chaldeans. 
but he didn't listen to him. So Erijah, Erijah laid hold on Jeremiah and brought him to the princes. Hey, is Ira Glass an actor? Could we put him in this? He's not an actor. We, we can cast him anyway. You could probably make okay, a little cool. cameo. I mean, it's a, sure. probably a small part. But yeah. it makes sense yeah, to have him it's really small. come okay. in. We'll just have we'll have to give him some lines if he didn't if he didn't That's have true. some before. Cause... We gotta use that beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The princes were angry with Jeremiah and struck him and put him in the prison in the house of Jonathan the scribe. Jonathan the scribe. So is this the first time that he so are we now back to the present where he's in prison? I don't know. I think, yeah, we've done a flashback to show how okay. he actually got arrested, maybe. Good. Uh, maybe. Oh. For they had made that the prison. The house of Jonathan the scribe is the prison, I guess. When Jeremiah was come into the dungeon house and into the cells... So it's cool that, Jer- that uh, Jonathan <laughs> yes. the scribe just happened to have a dungeon in his house. And so they're like, why don't we use your house as prison? <laughs> this is perfect. Well, you know, usual. And Jeremiah... Okay, when Jeremiah was come into the dungeon house and into the cells, and Jeremiah had remained there many days, then Zedekiah the king sent and fetched him... And the king asked him secretly in his house and said, is there any word from Yahweh? Oh, oh, the, mm, so the king is nice. on his side? Oh, yikes. He's mm. like, uh, let me out of here and I'll tell you. <laughs> Jeremiah said, there is. Mm. He said also, you shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moreover, Jeremiah said to the king, Zedekiah, wherein I have sinned against you or against your servants or against this people that you have put me in prison. Where now are your prophets who prophesied to you saying, the king of Babylon shall not come against you nor against this land. Now, please hear my Lord, the king, please let my supplication be presented before you that you not cause me to return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, lest I die there. Then Zedekiah the king commanded, and they committed Jeremiah into the court of the guard, and they gave him oh, a daily loaf of bread. What? This is how he ends up in the court of the guard. Oh, so he just complained about yeah. being at Jonathan's house, and they're like, "Okay, okay, cool." And the king's like, "All right, sure, we'll sure, take you to the other the other jail." Okay, and they gave him a daily loaf of bread out of the baker's street oh. until all the bread in the city was spent. <laughs> Uh, they gave him all the bread in the city period and it, it was gone then. Okay, now this is a real turn of events. They just... Seriously. Jeez. <laughs> Thus Jeremiah remained in the court of the guard. Wow, okay. That's it wow. for that chapter. Wow, okay, that was kind of nuts. Okay, so so this was our flashback episode that explains yeah. how our we... Flashback chapter. How we yeah. came to be in the court of the guard surrounded by bread. Huh. Just and now we know. Stacks and stacks <laughs> of bread Bread for him. all time. So for some reason, we're giving this guy all the bread in the city, literally every <laughs> single loaf, until we have no wow. more. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, that was it. So, who's next? Oh, it's me. Cool. It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh, also... Chapter 38. Oh, yes? Also, I thought this was kind of fun. The chapter heading for that last one in the message was called In an Underground Dungeon. And then the title for this one is From the Dungeon to the Palace. Oh. Oh, okay. So is this a very elaborate plot Mm. to get closer and closer to the king, even though the king did come already and visit him directly in the dungeon, but know. he's trying Are to... Are we trying to make a callback to Joseph, maybe? Being oh, in prison and then becoming good. an assistant to Pharaoh? 
I don't know if we are. Well, climbing up that corporate ladder. Right. That's very from, fun. From prison. Yeah. Okay. It's impressive. All right. Heck yes. All righty. Chapter 38. Shephatiah, the son of Matan, and Gedaliah, the son of Peshur, and Jukal, the son of Shalamiah, and, and Peshur, the son of Malchijah, heard the words that Jeremiah spoke to all the people, saying, Thus says Yahweh, He who remains in this city shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. But he who goes forth to the Chaldeans shall live, and his life shall be to him for a prey, and he shall live. So now we're back in present day? I suppose so. Or maybe not. It is confusing. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we haven't quite caught up to present day. I'm not sure. Thus says Yahweh, this city shall surely be given into the hand of the army of the king of Babylon, and he shall take it. Yeah, no, this is definitely a flashback then. Because yes. in our, quote, present day, mm-hmm. we've already, already been This has already happened. It's yeah. happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Some good narrative structuring. <laughs> Very innovative. Kind of. Good storytelling. <laughs> then the princes said to the king, let this man, we pray you, be put to death Whoa. because he weakens the hands of the men of war who remain in this city and the hands of all the people in speaking such words to them. For this man doesn't seek the welfare of this people, but the hurt. Jeez, okay, calm so, down. So Jeremiah is saying, if you stay in this city, you're going to die. It's going to suck go to the Chaldeans and then you're going to live. And so the princes are like, this is not helpful. We need people to stay in the city and fight. Right, this is bad for morale. And he's just being a real bummer. Yeah. Hmm. Being a real bummer and also essentially encouraging us to defect to a certain extent. Well, to surrender, essentially, yeah. Or to surrender, yes. Zedekiah the king said, behold, he is in your hand for the king is not he who can do anything against you. Okay. Can I read you the messages version of that? Yes, please. King Zedekiah caved in. If you say so, go ahead, handle it your way. You're too much for me. Whoa. (laughs) Wait, he said this to Jeremiah? To the princes. To the princes princes. who are complaining. I very much have an image of Neil deGrasse Tyson with his whole hands up like, well, okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's on you. Amazing. Then took they Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Malkajah, the king's son, that was in the court of the guard. And they let down Jeremiah with cords. Ooh, that sounds... Hold on. Okay, more details. In the dungeon, there was no water but mire, and Jeremiah sank in the mire. So... Is that like Like a dredge? swamp? Like, so, like a... There was a swamp in the dungeon? Yeah. Swamp in the dungeon. Okay. So the message just talks about that as mud. So I'm assuming that's what they mean. Like there's no water in the dungeon. It's just like all muddy and they lower him down into it. So this is like a new wow. basement prison. Yes, a different one. One of the prince's house this time instead of the scribe's house. Cool. So this is maybe a downgrade, not an upgrade. Okay. Yeah. But then he's just like sinking into the mud at the bottom. Gosh. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of the never ending story with the whores. Oh, Artax. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be as sad for Jeremiah in that case. Oh, no. Now, no. when Abedmelech, the Ethiopian, a eunuch who was in the king's house, heard that they had put Jeremiah in the dungeon, the king then sitting in the gate of Benjamin, Abedmelech went forth out of the king's house and spoke to the king, saying, 
My lord the king, these men have done evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet, whom they have cast into the dungeon. And he is likely to die in the place where he is because of the famine, for there is no more bread in the city because we kept giving this guy all our bread. <laughs> gave it all yeah. to him he already got all of it, so it's gone now. <laughs> then the king commanded Abedmelech the Ethiopian, saying, Take from hence 30 men with you and take up Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he die. This king is just... He's just oh. back and forth. Anyone requests something, he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> he's a real yes man, ironically. He's like, you know what? It's a great idea. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Real people pleaser, this Zedekiah. Mm-hmm. Real, uh, what's the word? Pandering? Just yes. whoever he's talking to, he's like, yeah, <laughs> yep. absolutely. Yeah, do Did. it. Great idea. Best idea I've heard today. Sure. Yeah. So Abedmelech took the men with him and went into the house of the king under the treasury and took their rags and worn out garments and let them down by cords into the dungeon to Jeremiah. Abedmelech the Ethiopian said to Jeremiah, put now these rags and worn out garments under your armholes under the cords. <laughs> What's an armhole? <laughs> Like these, these things? <laughs> this, this is the arm hold right here. It's gotta be, right? <laughs> your, cool. your pits. Your pits. But like... Is this kind? Yeah. He's like putting some... Okay, so I'm envisioning he's got to be putting down these ropes and got some loops for him to like put into his armholes. But he's like, here, I gave you some rags for some padding so it doesn't hurt you as much. Right? What what is the meaning of this? Why are we why why are we doing this? Why do we have this level of detail at this point? I just don't know. I yeah, like oh I see. They're just giving him stuff so that like he can sweat his armpits into the armhole thing. I think it's just it's just gotta be padding, right? It's just is this supposed know. to be showing us how Abed Malek is such a nice dude to think about? Jeremiah's armholes. That's nice. I'm I'm assuming this is they've like made sort of a harness out of these scraps. Yes, that's, that's like, what I'm envisioning. That's what I thought. Are they like just, taking him up by the armpits? I think so. And, and hoisting him out of the dungeon? Maybe because he's, he's too weak, too weak to, yeah, to actually yeah. like gym class style Aww. and climb. Got it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Jeremiah did so. So they drew up Jeremiah with the cords and took him out, up out of the dungeon, and Jeremiah remained in the court of the guard. Great. That's nice. <laughs> then, he didn't get to go out. He just, he just, just wasn't in the pit doesn't anymore. have to be in the mud. <laughs> then Zedekiah the king sent and took Jeremiah the prophet to him into the third entry that is in the house of Yahweh. The third entry. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important that we know that. <laughs> and the king said to Jeremiah, I will ask you a thing. Hide nothing from me. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, if I declare it to you, will you not surely put me to death? Mm. And if I give you counsel, you will not listen to me. So Zedekiah the king swore secretly to Jeremiah, saying, as Yahweh lives, who made us this soul, I will not put you to death. Neither will I give you into the hand of these men who seek your life. All right. This is the same king who's pandering. Yeah, this is the same king who was like, oh, you're oh right. yeah, he just kill gives him. everyone what they want. <laughs> oh, no. But what if somebody is like, you know what? We really want that guy to die. He's going to be like, well, 
<sighs> I guess he did, I gotta. He promised this time, though, like a pinky sweared. So maybe that's a stronger okay. thing that he won't go back on. But he did it secretly. So he did no one secretly. Knows. So there's no accountability, really. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't want people to know that he's being nice to Jeremiah. Yeah. He's like doing everything like whisper, whisper, boy. Yeah. Cool. Then said Jeremiah to Zedekiah, Thus says Yahweh, the God of hosts, the God of Israel. If you will go forth to the king of Babylon's princes, then your soul shall live, and this city shall not be burned with fire, and you shall live and your house. But if you will not go forth to the king of Babylon's princes, then shall this city be given into the hand of the Chaldeans, and they shall burn it with fire, and you shall not escape out of their hand. So it's the same message of you just got to surrender. You just got to do the thing, and then you're going to live. Cool. Zedekiah the king said to Jeremiah, I am afraid of the Jews who are fallen away to the Chaldeans, lest they deliver me into their hand and they mock me. But Jeremiah said, They shall not deliver you. Obey, I beg you, the voice of Yahweh, in that which I speak to you, so it shall be well with you and your soul shall live. But if you refuse to go forth, this is the word that Yahweh has shown me. Behold, all the women who are left in the king of Judah's house shall be brought forth to the king of Babylon's princes. And those women shall say, your familiar friends have set you on and have prevailed over you. Now that your feet are sunk in the mire, they are turned away back. They shall bring out all your wives and your children to the Chaldeans, and you shall not escape out of their hand, but shall be taken by the hand of the king of Babylon, and you shall cause this city to be burned with fire. So, like, all the women are going to the other people that are trying to take over? The women are going to be just really disappointed in you. Oh, okay. Got yeah, it. as they're being captured by the princes of I the see. Chaldeans. Yeah, they're going to be, be like so disappointed. Not cool. Okay. Then said Zedekiah to Jeremiah, Let no man know of these words, and you shall not die. But if the princes hear that I have talked with you, and they come to you and tell you, Declare to us now what you have said to the king. Don't hide it from us, and we will not put you to death. Also, what the king said to you. (laughs) 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 Also that. (laughs) (laughs) Then you shall tell them, I presented my supplication before the king that he would not cause me to return to Jonathan's house to die there. Okay, so the king is like, this is your cover story, is that this is what we talked about. You were begging again to not go back to Jonathan's house. Right. That's all. That's all we talked about. Okay. We hate Jonathan's house. (laughs) Then came all the princes to Jeremiah and asked him, and he told them according to all these words that the king had commanded. So they left off speaking with him, for the matter was not perceived. Hmm. So Jeremiah abode in the court of the guard until the day that Jerusalem was taken. Okay. Okay, so again, getting even closer to present day. Okay. Right. (laughs) Right. Wow. What a funny little... I wonder why they decided... Bit of intrigue. (laughs) Yeah, like why did they decide to do it this way? Yeah, yeah, this weird, like, we sort of got to the, quote, end of the story, and now we've done a flashback. But I I could see this as a TV show. It's kind of cool, right? You think, like, oh, wow, we've led up to a climax, but really, psych, that was just the mid-season finale, and now we do a flashback and give you all this other information that now you're Mm. like, oh, so that's actually why the king did this thing later or why that happened or and then you're whatever. like wait why am i binging this netflix series of jeremiah how did i even get here <laughs> because you love drunk bible study and this is their jeremiah in miniseries right and this is on dbs plus yeah exactly so, yeah okay yeah. 
Duh. I keep forgetting. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to go on to our last chapter of Jeremiah for today and then some Psalms. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break to talk about how you can support this show if it's something that you enjoy. If it's not something you enjoy, then, you know, just like press stop. We're not keeping you here. That's cool. But if this is something you enjoy and you're having a good time with us, we would love your help in growing this show and keeping it going. As far as growing the show, the best thing you can do is just to spread the word. Tell your friends about it. Tell your family. Have listening parties. Bring them to the live shows. Come to the live shows yourself if you're not already here. We would love to have you. It's a ton of fun. You can do that at drunkbiblestudy.com slash live is how you can get information about the live shows. And then as far as supporting this show, if you're able, check us out on Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. And if you give us some support there and become a parishioner, then we have some little thank yous for you, like early releases of episodes and personal toasts on the show, as well as access to photos and recipes for all of the amazing drinks that Emily makes. Woo! And we're back. Jace, I believe it's your turn. Yes, it is. We're back. And it is time for Jeremiah chapter 39. This one also has a title in the message, which is Bad News, Not Good News. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Thanks, Eugene. Thank you. When you tell me bad news, I pretty much inherently understand that it is not good news. It's not even, (laughs) you didn't even start with the like, I got some bad news and some got some good news. You just said bad news, and so I think I know. Yeah, just bad news only. I do think I know. Wow. I also feel like you could subtitle all of Jeremiah with that. That's true. Bad news, colon, not good news. Have you heard the bad news of Jeremiah? (laughs) Have you heard the not good news, decidedly not good news of Jeremiah? Yeah, quite. Okay. It happened when Jerusalem was taken in the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah. In the tenth month came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army against Jerusalem and besieged it. Are we back now? Are we back to present day? Or are we like moving forward quickly and rapidly into present day? We're to the point where they're taking Jerusalem. So I think almost to present day or roughly close to where we were in present day. Okay. Because this would have been still before they burned down Jerusalem. But then somehow Jeremiah was still there. And remember, he wrote that letter to the people who had been captured and taken to Babylon saying like, hey, just hang out for 70 years and then we'll be cool. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Yeah. remember that. We love that one. What threw me off though, is that it went like this. It goes, it happened when Jerusalem was taken and then parentheses, in the ninth year of King Zedekiah, in the 10th month came Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army against Jerusalem and besieged it, semicolon, still inside parentheses. In the 11th year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, the ninth day of the month, a breach was made in the city, end parentheses. So just for a little okay. context, wow. okay. that's what's breach. going on. That is what's going on. Okay. On to the breach, dear friends. Yes. Okay. It happened when Jerusalem was taken, all that stuff, that all the princes of the king of Babylon came in and sat in the middle gate, to wit, Nergal Sherezer. These are not Hebrew names. This is, this is a fun yeah. change. Nergal Sherezer, Samgar Nebo, 
Samwise Gamgee. Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> yes. He's okay. Thank you. I'm definitely not a linguist, but I feel like from reading this book for a long enough period of time now that you do get that sense of like, mm, sounds like some Babylonian names to me. Mm. Hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sam Garnebo, Sarsishim, Rabsaris, Nergal. You're reading this. <laughs> Nergal Sharizer and Rabmag. <laughs> Ragmag's a <laughs> little ragtag team that involves <laughs> ragmag. <laughs> Ragtime ragmag. Yeah. With all the rest of the princes of the King of Babylon. Who <laughs> <thankfully> <laughs> you don't need to know their names. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't need to put you through that. Okay. It happened that when Zedekiah, the king of Judah, and all the men of war saw them, then they fled and went forth out of the city by night by the way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls, and he went out toward the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued after them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And when they had taken him, they brought him up to Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, to Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he gave judgment on him. Mm. Then, yeah, it's not going to go good. Mm-mm. Then, the king of Babylon killed the sons of Zedekiah in Riblah before his eyes. Jeez. Also, the king of Babylon killed the nobles of Judah. Moreover, he put out Zedekiah's eyes. Oh, no. And bound him oh, in fetters man. to carry him to Babylon. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is the king of Babylon the one that Jeremiah was just like, hey, be cool, man, be cool? No, this guy who just got his eyes poked out, he's the one who said, you need to go turn yourself in. And he didn't. He tried to run away with the princes. And this is what happened. Dang. Same. Yeah. He knew. I feel sad about that because I feel like Zedekiah was clearly such a people pleaser and torn in so many different directions. Didn't matter in the end. A lot of pressure. Just wanted people to like him. Was just trying to keep the peace. And in the end, didn't work out because he really couldn't commit anything. He didn't know what his boundaries were. He was fearful. He didn't know what he actually wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. He let fear guide him. Yeah. The Chaldeans burned the king's house and the houses of the people with fire. Jeez. You know, that thing you burn stuff with. (laughs) And broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Then Nebuzaradan, that is a great like sci-fi alien name. Oh, I was thinking Pokemon. Nebu- <laughs> oh, that's good too. <laughs> then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive into Babylon the residue of the people who remained in the city. The deserters also who fell away to him and the residue of the people who remained. What does that mean? The residue? I think just like everyone left. The, the, yeah, the remnants. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I My mind went to like you're picking up like the remnants of the dead oh. people and taking uh, them. Probably somewhere. not. No, no, no. I think this is just the, the peoples themselves. Okay, got it. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left of the poor of the people who had nothing in the land of Judah and gave them vineyards and fields at the same time. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. Consolation prize. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, gave charge concerning Jeremiah to Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guards, saying, Take him and look well to him and do him no harm, but do to him even as he shall tell you. 
Is he like a double agent all along? Is that the twist? The end? So, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, sent and Nebuchadnezzar, what? Rob Saris, and Nergal Sharizer, Rab Mag, and all the chief officers of the king of Babylon. They sent and took Jeremiah out of the court of the guard and committed him to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shapan, that he should carry him home. So he lived among the people. Huh. Well, all right. I think they left him there then. He wanted to go home, maybe to this new property he bought while he was in prison. I'm not sure. (laughs) Too bad. Too bad. (laughs) And so, no, they took him. They left him. Wow. Wow. So that's how he ended up staying in Jerusalem being able to write letters to all the captives in, in Babylon. Hmm. Now, the word of Yahweh came to Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the guard, saying, Go and speak to Abedmelech the Ethiopian, oh yeah, the guy that saved him, saying, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring my words on this city for evil and not for good, and they shall be accomplished before you in that day. But I will deliver you in that day, says Yahweh, and you shall not be given into the hand of the men of whom you are afraid. Hmm. For I will surely save you, and you shall not fall by the sword, but your life shall be for a prey to you, because you have put your trust in me, says Yahweh. Well, that's nice that Abinmelech gets a free pass for being so kind and okay. and yeah. really watching over helping Jeremiah's armholes. <laughs> right. Taking great <laughs> really care of his armholes. Really making sure he doesn't get any blisters or uh-huh. abrasions. Yeah. I feel like Jeremiah is going through a lot here. He's going through a lot of crap, even though he's in love with God and talking through him. This is a time of great upheaval and transition and change, yeah. to be fair. Uh, this, this is rough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not a fun time to be around in this part of the world, it seems. Mm -mm. So, Mm -mm. I mean, I will say, we've complained about Jeremiah being a whiny prophet, but also, like, kind of... Good reason. Didn't draw a long straw. How does that expression go? He drew the short straw in terms of times to be alive and be a prophet. He got the fuzzy end of the lollipop. Yeah. He got a short stick. What do you mean fuzzy end? Ew. Is that like a... (laughs) UK thing? What? No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the fuzzy end of the lollipop is as opposed to the sweet end of the lollipop. I think it's pretty obvious. I see. I see. Okay, cute. Cute. Lovely. Yeah. All right, shall we move on? Yes. To our final moment? We should. Of the show. It is time. I love that these have titles now. But first, let me introduce this segment, which is... And now it's time for Silly Psalms with DBS, the part of the show where DBS comes out and reads some psalms. Psalm 51. Wait, I don't have a title. You don't? What is it? Oh, it's... Okay, I will read the title. For the chief musician, a psalm by David. Oh! When Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone in to Bathsheba. Oh, boy. That's straight up. So, <laughs> wait. So Nathan the prophet comes to him right after he had sex with Bathsheba. Yeah, I was like gone. Yeah, yes, literally in. in, in yep. Right up in. Yep. Like yep. it says on the tin. Yeah. It, All up in, in there. Yes. In. Yeah, this is when Nathan confronts him to be like, I know what you did. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, I know what you, I know what you did. And David decided to write a psalm about it. Yeah. And David is like, God, don't be angry. Okay, here we go. 
Have mercy on me, God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions. My sin is constantly before me. Against you and only you have I sinned. Not really. Well, and also done, her husband and yeah, maybe her. her also, maybe. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And done that which is evil in your sight, that you may be proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity. In sin did my mother conceive me. Oh, really? Uh, I don't didn't remember that part of the story. Well, yeah. it's, I guess that's interpretation, right? Does it mean... I think this just refers to some original... Just because, like, sex is sin? Either that, that sex is sin, or just kind of original sin. Okay. Which is Maybe a that, super popular like, Christian concept that, I'm like... I'm human, so I'm flawed. Yeah, I'm human. Mm. So come on, God, I'm human. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. Oh, boy. In, inmost? Oh, yep, yep. Purify me with your hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash Isn't that me. A flower? I don't know. It's a plant. Yes, it's a weed. Yeah. It's a ritual plant. Yeah, we've looked at piss oh. before. It's an important oh. plant in ritual. Really? Yes. Okay. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, that the bones which you have broken may rejoice. What? I think he's just speaking very metaphorically, metaphorically and hyperbolically yeah. about everything right now. Okay. So overcome with guilt and shame. Oh, he is. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Th- Don't lines, throw me from your presence. Those lines I've sung yes. many times. In oh, really? Various- yes, I've sung them many times. We will, we will do that in the bonus. Yeah. Great. Don't throw me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. Sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God. Blood guiltiness, O God. The God of my salvation. My tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips. My mouth shall declare your praise. For you don't delight in sacrifice or else I would give it. You have no pleasure in burnt offering. Yeah, we know. The sacrifices but, but, but of at God. This time was that true? I thought this came along much know. later when Yahweh was like, "I'm bored of sacrifice." He knows that it's going to happen. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. Do well in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in the sacrifices of righteousness in burnt offerings and in whole burnt offerings. They will offer bulls on your altar. Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Cool. Good Good song, Great. David. Great. Good, good and I song. guess that song was so good that God was like, okay, David, I won't actually punish you. I'll just punish your son. Or maybe your son's uh, son. And that's how, right. we'll, that's how we'll square yeah. this. Because you're my favorite boy. Okay. Yeah. Another psalm, Psalm 52, for the chief musician, a contemplation by David, when Doge, oh. the Edomite, came and told Saul, David has come to Ahimelech's house. It's been a while. Did you just say the word Doge? Doge? D-O-E-G. Yeah. You remember Doge? Uh, yes, Doge. Yeah, Doge was a, a friend. You have a Doge. A pal. I do have a Doge. Well, this is a different but Doge. But he was a recurring character back in, what was it? Kings? Yes. Samuel? Yeah. Uh, Kings. Something. Okay. This is a little shorty. 
Why do you boast of mischief, mighty man? God's loving kindness endures continually. Your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good, lying rather than speaking the truth, Selah. Mm. You love all devouring words, you deceitful tongue. God will likewise destroy you forever. He will take you up and pluck you out of your tent and root you out of the land of the living, Selah. The righteous also will see it and fear and laugh at him, saying, Behold, this is the man who didn't make God his strength and trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But as for me, I am like a green olive tree in God's house. I trust in God's loving kindness forever and ever. I will give thanks forever because you have done it. I will hope in your name for it is good in the presence of your saints. Wow. Doge? That was very different tonally than we've ever gotten from David. This is like kind of a Smackdown Wait, that psalm. that was David? Yeah, it was yes, a Smackdown was. psalm for Smackdown sure. Smackdown of Doge. Okay. Of Got Doge it. specifically, okay. yeah. Okay. The, okay, I love, I love this, these two psalms actually, because I just think they go so against the vision that we're given of David writing these psalms for God, mm-hmm. right? Which are all these like mm. pretty little, oh God, you're so merciful and wonderful and lovely. And it's like, mm, love me. Okay, this first one's about like a repentance song about how yeah. shitty he was and like trying to make good. And then the second one is just like, I hate this guy. Just a total <laughs> SmackDown song. Yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> Maybe this is his diary that we're reading. It very much has that or, feeling, right? I think we've commented yeah. on that before. That it's it's yeah. it's very much. Are you there, God? It's me, David. Right. He maybe he's a budding poet or a budding songwriter, and so this is just the mood that he's in for that day. He's like, I'm going to write a SmackDown song for this guy, and I also feel bad because I had sex with a woman who was married. Whoops. Mm. Yeah. 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 All righty. Amazing. Wow. What a what a ride today, as always. Indeed. As always. Mm. Yeah. Quiet. Okay. I guess I'm going to bring us home then. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. You can find us on Twitter at Drunk Biblecast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the, the, the. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad.